You're listening to Vet Candy. This show is brought to you by Brave Paws, a natural stress and anxiety chewable for dogs. Learn more at mybravepaws.com. Dr. Karina Collins has many ways to distress. She loves listening to music, practicing yoga, watching HDTV, and jumping the very tricky double dutch after a hectic day. In fact, she's something of an expert at helping people feel better and also pets. After graduating from Purdue with her DVM, she wanted to learn more about holistic healing. So she headed to Kai University to learn more about acupuncture and holistic medicine. I'm so excited to let you know we have Dr. Karina Collins on our show today. Welcome, welcome to our show, 21 Questions with Dr. Jill, and I'm Dr. Jill Lopez. Welcome to the show, Dr. Karina. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Okay, great, great. I'm so excited to ask you to play the 21 Questions game. I'm really excited. And as we were discussing before we started taping, I can't believe you're from Chicago. No offense to my friends in Chicago. You don't have that annoying <laughs> Chicago accent. You have a beautiful Southern accent. Well, thank you. I've gotten it all my life. So even before I lived in the South, everyone's told me that I sound Southern. Did they understand you when you were talking in Chicago? Could they understand you? <laughs> yeah, they understood me just fine. But then they would have like, after I would speak, they would always say, are you from the South? I'm like, I was born in Chicago, born and raised. That's where I'm from. Because <laughs> people now, like I haven't lived, I'm from West Virginia and I haven't lived there since I was like an undergrad and nobody can understand me. I live in the Northeast. I mean, I have to speed up. I have to speed up when I talk because they can't understand <laughs> me. In the Northeast, like um, around like Massachusetts, they have that very strong accent. Again, they have a really strong accent. Jersey has a very strong accent. So I don't know. I don't know how I haven't lost my accent because I haven't lived there forever. <laughs> but people still ask me about it. So I don't know. Even my kids make fun of me. They don't have my accent. They don't have a northeastern accent i don't know. i'll have to have it checked out okay so anyway back to <laughs> 21 questions these are a little silly and these questions have been approved by dr debbie turner bell and also by dr dj hoisler they said they love these questions um however i have had a few people <laughs> that have rolled their eyes at the questions because they are a little silly and that's okay because as you see you know, answering these questions help people understand, like, you know, really understand you. So they may seem silly. What's the most embarrassing thing you've ever done? I guess my most embarrassing thing I ever done. I was a kid. I was very young and I was outside playing with my friends and we lived in an apartment building. So there was were these small ponds behind the apartment buildings. And so since I grew up in the Midwest, it would get cold. The ponds would freeze. We're all playing outside one day and my best friend had a cousin in town and she was like, look at me, look at me, look what I can do. I'm going to walk across the pond. So she walked across the pond and everybody was all amazed that it, it, she walked across it because it was frozen. So I was like, OK, well, I want to do it, too. So I go and walk across the pond. I fall in like the all the ice broke. I fell in. I was drenched wet. I had to go back in the house and get dressed. So that was probably the most 
most embarrassing thing because I have full confidence in myself that I was going <laughs> to walk across the pond and be just fine. And that's not what happened at all. <laughs> in Chicago is one of the coldest places I've ever been. It's the wind is like so painful, how strong the wind is. Yeah. Are you glad you moved to Georgia? Best decision I ever made. <laughs> you want me moving back to yeah. Chicago, right? No, no. Now, I will definitely go visit because I have family there. But moving back, no, it it gets into the negative. Sometimes like negative 10, negative 15 degrees. I feel much better without that type of weather. I don't have to scrape ice off of my car. So I, I am happy here in Georgia. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I can when I lived in Illinois, I lived there for quite a while. It was the hottest place in the world in the summer. It was so hot because there's no trees. <laughs> And the wind is painful. Like the wind would hurt my skin. And then the winters were unbearable. They would have ice storms. When it rained, the rain would like galvanize buildings. It was just crazy. I don't know how people could do it, but everything's flat. So it was easy to drive was one thing. I don't know. It's just too cold. They need more trees. Somebody needs to plant some more trees up there. It's too flat and <laughs> just flat farmland. But I guess it's a place, That's you know, right. people love it. People love it. Okay. Next question. What's the most spontaneous thing you've ever done? Probably moved to Georgia. <laughs> I had no plan after vet school. I didn't know where I was going to go, what, what I was going to end up, what state I was going to end up being in. I just knew I wanted to move someplace warm. I just wanted to leave the Midwest and get someplace warm. And so at the time I had a boyfriend and he lived in Georgia. So I packed up me and my dog, everything that fit in a Honda Civic. And I drove to Georgia and I moved that weekend. Okay. Yeah. Next question. I wonder if this has to do with the boyfriend, but um, what's your biggest regret? Yeah, I don't have too many regrets in life because I feel like everything is a learning experience. So even if it didn't turn out the way I wanted it to turn out, there was something of value that I still learned from that situation. So I don't I don't really have too many regrets. Not that I can think of off the top of my head. I think a lot of people took vet school seriously or undergrad seriously. And they say they, if they could go back, they wish they had more fun in vet school and undergrad. But, you know, I don't know. I had a good time <laughs> both. Yes, I had a great time in undergrad. Like there there was no regrets left behind there. I had a fantastic time in undergrad. And in bed school, the first two years, I buckled down and just did a lot of work. But then after I realized I was going to get the grades anyway, I just started, you know, having a good time. So I would go to concerts. And so I had a choice. It was go to concert and get a C or miss the concert and possibly get a B or a C anyway. And I said, if those are the options, I might as well go outside and have a good time. <laughs> That's a good way to think of it. When I was in school, though, I, I didn't find my mojo until second year when I found that group that you, you sort of study with and it's like your support group. And my GPA went up like really bad to like really good just from having that support, you know, having that group of people that you could just depend on or something. I don't know. And that's what I always right. tell when people are in vet school, I'm always like, you got to find your group and it's got to be the right one because mm -hmm. if you're with the wrong group, it's not going to work. You got to look around. It's the most important thing. And then you can have fun. You know, if you have your group, you can have fun and you still know that if you didn't make it to class, they somebody might have <laughs> and you can get their notes. <laughs> if you had one day where you could do anything you want, anywhere you want, it's your dream day and it's the time starts as soon as you get there, where would you go and what would you do? 
Well, what I would do would be drink wine. It's like one of my favorite pastimes. I love wine, trying different types of wine, going to wine tasting. So wherever I end up, it would definitely involve wine and a variety of wines. Right. And a driver. Yeah, no. And a driver, of course. So I guess I've never been to France and I hear that their wines are very good. So that might be the place. And then that would be the thing that I did. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds great. That sounds great. Next question. What do you wish that you were really, really good at? So people used to always ask me if I wasn't a veterinarian, what else would I be? And it would totally be a music producer because I love music. So I guess if I was really good at something else, it would be I would wish it to be making music. I've taken piano lessons, but I've never like kept up with it. But being able to, you know, play an instrument or even just be able to sing anything, you know, revolving around music would be something that I would wish that I would have been good at. Well, I'm going to have to connect you with my friend. He's a producer, Derek, Derek from Zounds. He actually creates uh-huh. scientifically proven. It's like they take the science for music with animals and they create mm-hmm. um, sounds like music for animals. And he was telling me that um, cats love electronica. It's studied <laughs> like they've done studies on these cats. I think they put like those neural things, those little um, like shower caps on them and watch their brainwaves and they found that Mm -hmm. cats really like electronica and they create this music that's perfect for cats and then they also do the same thing with dogs and they found Mm -hmm. like with dogs it's not like a genre like dogs don't just love r&b or jazz or (laughs) classical um it just has to do with the tones and things and they did find that cats can listen to dog music it's not their favorite because their favorite is cat music but dogs Mm -hmm. hate cat music did you know that Dogs hate it. Wow, I had no idea. I'm going to have to try it out on my cat, though. Yeah, we tried it out. My cat loves, she heard it, and she's like, you can see, like, you can, it's it's like, it's sort of creepy how they, like, their ears, like, move around. Like, she loves the, the cat music. And then the dogs, I tried to do the cat music. The dogs and our dogs, like, they're, like, really, it makes them uncomfortable. They don't like it. Oh, my goodness. Well, that's cats and dogs anyway, right? They never like the same stuff. <laughs> But then again, like I was I was telling him, I go, I go, if you're playing it in a lobby, you're going to have to play the dog music because if you play the cat music in a lobby, the dogs are going to be freaking out. So anyway, I'm going to connect you with him and you can you can learn more about it, too. So I love talking with you. I could talk with you for days, but let's take a short break and let's hear from our sponsors. <laughs> We'll be right back with more Vet Candy. I love my fur babies so much, but when they're stressed out, it makes me stressed out. Mine hate loud noises like thunderstorms and fireworks, and sometimes they just don't want to be left home alone. To help keep your dogs calm in moments of stress, use Brave Paws Anxiety and Stress Support Chewables for Dogs. These plant-based chewables promote calm behavior with natural ingredients that have been clinically studied. Did I mention they're fast-acting and non-drowsy? I especially love that the natural ingredients are sustainably sourced. How cool is that? Want to learn more? Check out mybravepaws.com. Your dog will be happy you did. This is always really gross because you're a veterinarian. So what's the most cringeworthy thing you've ever seen or dealt with? as a vet. People make fun of me about this, but like, 
I know I'm a veterinarian, but I am totally scared of insects. Anything that's creepy, crawly, I'm like terrified. The wolf worms I've had to remove. So those, they're the little worms that you, they make a hole in the skin and barrel down into them. I had to remove one. And you would think that I didn't go to school to be a vet and that I was just like a first, a newbie, because it really took me about 15 minutes to remove this worm. And it was really because I was just scared. Like it would peek out and I would get the hemostats and try to grab it. But then I would get scared and then back up. So he would back into the hole. I would back away. It was just the whole situation. And I'm like, I should really not be this scared of insects. I've taken years of parasitology, but I'm a, I'm a big baby. I'm definitely a big baby. I usually have to go get back up to help me when there's anything dealing with parasites or insects that are alive. I'm okay if they're dead, but if they're alive, I have a whole issue. It builds up some level of anxiety in me and I just cannot. Yeah, those are, we called them warbles when I was a kid. My cat had one Mm -hmm. once and you could see it, like there's like a hole in their neck and you see this like Mm -hmm. worm coming out. The funniest thing was is Heidi Klum did a, um, you know how she does these big uh, costumes for Halloween every year? She was like Mm -hmm. one of those warblers for for Halloween. She was a giant worm. I was trying to get my tweezers out. You know, it's like you see that you want your right. tweezers to get them to pull them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so gross. So poor animals have to go through that. I guess one of the other gross things is whenever a dog has roundworms and you deworm them and they pass all the worms yes. out, that probably makes you yes. sick too. It does. Because my cat came with tapeworms, live tapeworms crawling around the butt and I almost had a heart attack. I took him straight to the clinic and got the dewormer that day. I was like, oh, no, we can't do this. Not in my house. <laughs> Have his butt cleaned and combed off. Yeah. If you could be any animal, what animal would you be? Oh, I would be a bird. And you would think that I had some real scientific veterinary background reason to be a bird. And it's totally not. It's only so I can get to places faster without traffic. That is the only reason why I would want to be a bird. (laughs) And it's so I can just take off, fly over traffic and get to where I need to be in a timely fashion. Okay, next question. If you could go in a time machine and you can go anywhere and anytime, where would you go? I I would like to go someplace, a time that was real mellow. So maybe the 60s where everybody wore bell bottoms and just had a good time and loved everyone and peace and happiness. So that's probably where I would go because that's the life I try to live now. And so I just try to have like a nice, peaceful, stress-free life. That's probably why I like acupuncture so much. (laughs) But um, that's probably would be the time frame where I would go to. But do you give yourself acupuncture? So technically, I'm not certified in acupuncture for humans, but I would go to an acupuncturist. If I had a lot of aches and pains, I would I would probably, or even just other issues, I would probably consider um, going to an acupuncturist. I haven't been personally, but I would be interested in going. I have a friend, he goes every Wednesday, he goes, and even during COVID, he went and he he swears by uh-huh. it. He says he loves it. He yeah. He's a bicyclist too, so... I guess he's prone to injuries and stuff, but he always goes. Okay, the next question is, what was the last show that you binge watched? It's this show on Netflix called Manifest. 
And I don't know if you heard of it, but it was this, yeah, about the plane that disappeared and then came back. And now people are trying, they get, they have these enhanced abilities and they're trying to navigate life and figure out all of these kind of mysteries in the world and crime scenes. And so that's the last show I binge watched. Yeah. See, they have a new episode or they have a new season now. Uh, I just happened to see that because I watched it before. I was like, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Like, and then now when I get on a plane, I'm always like, what if I come back and it's been go five years? Go to another dimension. <laughs> yeah, or go to the dimension. <laughs> now, that's like one of the new things you have to worry about now. It's getting on a plane and going to another dimension. And there was another show mm-hmm. on Netflix where people were on a plane and they got off and everyone's gone. And something with the sun, like you have to be in the plane. They have to keep flying around the world and getting gas. Because they, if they're mm-hmm. in the sun, everyone dies. And it's just crazy. Yeah, I don't even know the name of it. But it was something where you have to get in a plane. So the like the like it's getting ready to be dawn. And they're like, get in the plane, get in the plane. And they keep flying around the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just crazy. If you could hear only one song or one artist for the rest of your life, what would that be? It would totally be Usher. I'm such an Usher fan. Like, I went to his residency in Vegas last year, and I'm going to go again next year. I'm just a total Usher fan. So all all of Usher's songs, like, every one, I would just continue to play the CD over and over again. <laughs> so, yeah, Usher would be who I would be stuck with if I had to be stuck with a musician to listen to forever. <laughs> you know, I just was reading something about Usher, and I thought he was really tall. He looks really tall, but he's not. No. Mm-mm, not at all. He just looks tall in pictures. <laughs> yeah, they make him look really, I was like, gosh, he's so tall. And then I was reading about like the people you don't realize are not that tall that are famous. And it was mm-hmm. like, no, no, Usher. No, you're tall. <laughs> you're tall. <laughs> so next question is, what is the weirdest dream you've ever had? I don't dream too much. I do sometimes. Usually if I have a dream, it's that I need to go check on somebody. So I'll get a dream about someone in my life that I actually know being in trouble. And so usually that means I need to call them or reach out to them and make sure that they're okay. So I usually don't have a, a, a lot of weird dreams about myself, but I do have some pretty interesting dreams about other people. And usually it correlates. If I get a dream, because it doesn't happen often, but if I get a dream about someone and I need to check on them, usually it was worthwhile checking on them. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Did you ever have a dream that you're still in vet school or you're taking a test in vet school? Do you have those dreams? Oh, no. I dumped all of that out of my brain after I graduated. So I try not to revisit those times of the stress associated with vet school tests. So, yeah, no, I don't dream about vet school tests anymore. <laughs> well, I still do. I haven't had one for a while, but mm-hmm. I have a dream that I'm at school and I have this test. I just came in. It's almost over. And... I can't read it. Like, I can't read what the answers are. And if I don't pass it, I have to go back to vet school again. Like, I have to start all over. I'm like freaking out. Wow, that sounds terrible. I would probably cry. I would probably wake up crying if I had to go back to vet school testing. Although it'd be fun. It would be fun to go to vet school other than paying for it. It would be so cool to go to vet school and be like, I'd be like the oldest person in the room and I'd like, I wouldn't be stressed out (laughs) and stuff. Although I'd have to learn everything again. With this knowledge. Yeah, because I know like in vet school, especially the first year, everyone has that attitude. Like they came from schools and they were like the number one in their school. And then they come here and they're surrounded by people that are super smart and they're not, you know, Mm -hmm. the top person anymore. Right. And and you're like, you're trying to pose like you're really, you know, like you're tough and you're smart and you're serious. 
You know, I'd come in and be like, oh, let's have a party. You don't have to study. Just get a C equals degree. Nobody would understand that. So C also stands for clinician. Yeah, it stands for clinician. Yes, yes. You don't have to get an A. But in school, like the second year, I think everything changed because I think everybody, like they, it was a pecking order. You found your pecking order and you got your groups, right. you got your support groups and stuff. So the first year, I would think is very tough. So next question is, is what is on your bucket list? Yeah, let's just say <laughs> there should be another term for it, like your fantasy bucket. Like, what do you want to do? Oh, okay, fantasy bucket. I do want to find a way to retire early. Um, and we had touched on some uh, opportunities, such as you know, establishing my own practice. practice. You got to be your own boss. I'm <laughs> telling you, you want to retire early, don't work for other people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's one thing I would love to do. Um, I definitely want to do more traveling. I would like to go to each of the seven continents in my fantasy bucket. Is Antarctica um, one of those continents? That one's up for debate, only because it's cold. And you know I don't like the cold. So Antarctica is up for debate. Yeah, those would be kind of the big, big two things that I want to do. And then also, I like I like doing mentorship. And so um, I would like to continue to do that as well. I already do that. So it's not like a fantasy bucket, but just continuing to do that without throughout my life and not letting it fall by the wayside. So what do you do with your mentorship? Who's your mentees? So my mentees are usually just people who are interested in vet, veterinary medicine. A lot of them are in um, college and thinking about the process of going to vet school and what does that look like. And then a lot of them is kind of already integrated into uh, VCA's mentorship program. So we get interns every year. Um, we get vet student interns, we get vet tech interns. And then sometimes people just find us and they want their kids to just get exposed to veterinary medicine more. So we'll accept those um, people too, who aren't in the program necessarily, but just want more exposure to the industry. So I see a lot of people just kind of automatically put into the work that I already do. Oh my gosh, this is so much fun. Let's take a short break and hear from our sponsors. We'll be right back with more Vet Candy. Hello, this is Caitlin Palmer. You probably know me as the desk wench. You know, the sweet TikTok receptionist who has to deal with the evil Karen Stevens. Well, if you like that, you are going to love my new podcast, Desk Wench Confessions. On my show, I have funny guests who tell me about their own Karens. Plus, we have contests, giveaways, and skits. Trust me, you are going to love it. Check it out on a podcast platform of your choice on Vet Candy Radio. Okay, next question is, what is your go-to karaoke song? If you had to go and sing, you had to win the number one mm -hmm. like trophy, what song would that be? It should be an Usher song. With all of his songs, I slow. And I kind of like something a little bit more peppy for an upbeat for karaoke. And so Outkast, Miss Jackson, the I'm Sorry Miss Jackson song is always my go-to. Because when I don't have to sing, because it's primarily, it's rap, they're rap, they rap. So no one would know how terrible I am at singing. But also, I really, really like Outkast. <laughs> okay, okay, cool, cool. Okay, next question. If you could move anywhere in the world, where would you go? On the equator. 
No, <laughs> not not directly on the equator, but anywhere in the world. Let's see. I really do enjoy California. It's just the cost of living in California is so high. But you can and live so anywhere it's, and you, it's completely free. You can live anywhere. All your stuff is paid for. You can live anywhere. Oh. The money doesn't matter. Oh, well, if that's the case, I would probably live on some island somewhere. Not secluded island, island with people. I don't know which one because I haven't visited them all yet, but I would probably live on an island somewhere where there's lots of sunshine and some beaches and everyone, you know, kind of lives like this carefree life. So that's probably where I would go. Yeah, like the island life, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what's the last time you stepped out of your comfort zone? This podcast. <laughs> no way. This is easy. Yeah. So, you know, most veterinarians tend to be more introverted. If you ask my friends, they would think I'm an extrovert. Uh, but I think I'm an introvert with extrovert tendencies. So usually this is the first time I've ever done a podcast. So, I, you know, there was some anxiety around doing no it. No way. You did but, wonderful. Um, You've been amazing. Yeah, it's, going, yeah. it's going very well. So that's that's kind of most recent is today. But outside of that, before today... Let's see. Trying to think of something good that I've like reached out and tried to do something that I don't normally do. I'm not sure. You might have to come back to that question. Circle back around to that one. Well, we're at the end, so you're going to have to circle soon, but we'll come back to it. I have five minutes to circle back around. I know. I know. (laughs) So the next question is, what is the biggest lesson you've learned? It could be about business. It could be about veterinary medicine or career or life, whatever. I guess the biggest lesson that I've learned is just really accepting people for who they are because everyone's different. Every com- Everyone comes from different life experiences and going to work in any, any industry, you're going to interact with different people. And so I find it to be easier in life just to navigate, just accept people who they are, just meet them where they're at. Don't, you know, expect to kind of un- have unrealistic expectations of people, just kind of, you know, meet them where they are. It's easier to have conversations with them. It's easier for them to talk to you about issues that they have if they don't feel like, you know, you're this person that just can't be talked to. So I feel like meeting them where they are and just accepting them for who they are has been kind of one of my biggest life lessons. Okay, good, good. Because you can spend a lot of time trying to change someone and they don't change, right? So next is, um, what is the one thing that you can't live without? I mean, the answer to that will probably be pets. I've had pets all my life since I've been about three. I've had some shape, form of pets, whether it's cats, dogs, gerbils, hamsters, fish, frogs, everything in my whole life. The only time I didn't have a um, pet to take care of was in vet school because I was still trying to navigate and figure out how to take care of myself in vet school. (laughs) So that's the only time in my life I didn't have a pet to care for. But I think for the rest of my life, I'll probably have pets and animals. Next question is, what is your biggest guilty pleasure? Oh, it has to be fried chicken wings. I do my best to try to not eat a lot of fried foods and stay healthy and, you know, be conscious of my diet. But fried chicken wings, if you give me fried chicken wings, all of that goes out the window. Like I like chicken of all varieties. They don't, it doesn't even have to be fried, but fried chicken is definitely one of my more guilty pleasures. Yeah. Now they have air fryers. It's a little bit more healthy. You're not frying it in grease, you know, do you like wings that like are like barbecue and like the different flavored ones, you know, like you get it. B2BWs? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. 
and I really like jerk chicken wings. So they're cooked a, a certain type of way and they look crispy and then they have jerk sauce on them. So those are kind of my favorites. You're making me hungry. Mm-hmm. Do you like them when they're really, really hot, like painfully hot? No, they have to cool off. Oh, no, spicy hot. Yes, I do like them spicy. Uh, what do you do I when like you get spicy. them and they're like so spicy, your tongue's like falling off? What do you do? I try to pretend like I'm not having an issue. I eat them with a smile and drink some water. <laughs> yeah, I'm always drinking water. And someone's like, that's not going to help you. You have to put something like you have to put rice in your mouth or bread or something or milk. I'm like, I, I just need it out. I don't have time to find that. Right. I don't have time. Mm-hmm. So cool. So next question. This is your last question. If you were a superhero, what would be your superpower? I really want a superpower that can help somebody. Because what would be a superpower? What good would a superpower be if I only helped myself with it? And this isn't like, I guess, one of the traditional superpowers. But I would like to have a superpower where I can help people with their problems. Like if they have a problem, I, I wish that my superpower would be to fix it. So if they had a problem like, you know, paying rent one month, I, I, I hope that my superpower would be able to meet the rent for the next month. So you just go around and helping people solve like their daily problems. Oh, that's so cool. You know, they should, Marvel should have a hero like that. Somebody that does that. They should. Yeah, like mm-hmm. a helpful genie. Like, <laughs> I don't know, right? Like a genie or something. Not the ones that you only get three, quite, like where you go around right. and you help people that deserve it. You know, that would be mm-hmm. so cool. So we you made it through the 21 questions. You did great. And if somebody wanted, oh, good, good. So if somebody wanted to connect with you or you want social media, can you share how they can connect with you? So I do have a Facebook page. So my Facebook page is Karina, which is C-O-R-I-N-A-Q dot Collins. I don't have Instagram. I'm probably the only millennial that doesn't have an Instagram in 2022. My mom has an Instagram and she is not a millennial. (laughs) What does the Q stand for? Oh, Quine is my middle name. I actually have two middle names. So my full name is Karina Quine Louise Collins. So, yes, they just wanted to give me all the names. Quane is Q-U-A-N-A-E. It's totally made up. Like, my mom made it up, like, just off the top of her head. So that's cool. Like, you're probably one of the only people who has a Q as a middle initial. I'm unique. Yes. (laughs) You're on LinkedIn, too, right? You're on LinkedIn? Yes, and I'm on LinkedIn, too, by the same name, Karina Q um, Collins. And so you can find me. It has a DVM at the end. But, yep, that's me. Oh my gosh, this is so much fun. So I hate to do this, but let's take a break and listen to our sponsor. We'll be right back with more Vet Candy. Have an anxious pet? Brave Paws may help. Brave Paws Anxiety and Stress Support Chewables may promote calm behavior in dogs who exhibit nervousness and anxious behavior. Our clinically studied and patented botanical blend contains naturally occurring bioactives, which have been found to promote a sense of calm and relaxation in dogs. What's even better is it's fast-acting and non-drowsy. Come get it today at mybravepaws.com. Thanks for being on our show today. This was great. You did great. I can't believe you got stressed out about a podcast. You're a natural. You should have your own podcast. You're really positive. You're like so positive and you're so 
um, have such great energy and stuff. So, and so kind, like you, you had your superpower instead of making it where you would benefit from it. You wanted other people to benefit from it. So what a, what a great person. So anyway, so, you know, check her out, connect with her on LinkedIn or Facebook. And then maybe in 10 years, she might be on Instagram. And then maybe where's going to come first. You're going to have your own company or you're going to have your Instagram account. I don't know. The company might be Instagram. <laughs> it might come together, company and Instagram, so we can market. You could just do telemedicine on Instagram. Well, thank you for being on the show. And thank you, listeners. And tune in next week. I have somebody really exciting coming. I don't know if she's going to be as exciting as Dr. Karina, but you'll have to listen to check it out. And that's it for today. Vet Candy. Vet Candy. Vet Candy. It's Vet Candy Radio.